Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Brian, how's it going, my man? It's good, man. This is surreal doing. I mean, everything's surreal right now, but this is really odd doing it on phone and not being here live with you. Yeah, we're doing a Skype call instead of our normal uh, in-person podcast. Uh, Brian, you, you kind of chose to really kind of go hardcore and uh, kind of quarantine yourself off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've taken it to the umph degree for sure. Um, part of it being that uh, I've got a kid and a kind of a stepkid <laughs> that uh, I don't want to bring them anything. You know, I don't want to. So I've really locked down on uh, staying away from a lot of folks trying to do my part, man. Yeah, dude, it's totally understandable. What What are you doing for work? Like, are, are you still going to your job or? I'm not taking a leave. I mean, so we'll... are you going to be able to survive? I mean, do you get income on a leave or? No, no, you don't. You just, uh, you just roll the dice, you know? So, you know, worst case scenario, um, I, I die alone in a huddle, uh, of leaves in the backyard. Uh, best case scenario, this thing is all cleaned up and people are getting a better understanding of how this is being transmitted and how better ways to prevent it. And I can be back at work here shortly. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that we figure out some solution. I mean, like I've been pounding the drum on IV vitamin C, and I heard China just like imported millions of pounds or kilos of vitamin C for IVs. So I, I think that's an awesome solution. And, and before, yeah, well, before the, because you know we have a clinic in the store and they're shut down. They shut down. They were that was kind of the final straw for me when they're like, we're gonna pump the brakes and and close up the clinic here for a few weeks. And, uh, they were so alarmed and I, they're medical professionals, um, naturopathic doctors. So I heeded their further warning and it just was kind of alarming how, how this has spread and USA has become kind of the epicenter. Not that Arizona is a real bad place for it right now, but man, I, there's just a lot of things to consider, you know, elderly, yeah, family yeah. members that you don't want to bring it home to and all that stuff. So yeah, there, I, it was just a, a decision based on uh, the, the greater good. Well, I, I hope that, you know, we figure out a way to handle it. And I think it's smart what we're doing, but a lot of people don't understand how an exponential function works. And so, you know, it could be that in a couple of weeks, like we're going, remember we read that tweet, I think a few podcasts ago about, you know, how an exponential function works, how a doubling in cases every six days really like all of a sudden just sneaks up on you, like how bad it is. So, right. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we figure out that, that there's solutions and there are people who are saying things like vitamin C and zinc online. So I think, uh, pragmatism is, I'm hearing the vitamin C up. all over the place. And I started that, that's where I was t- telling you too. uh, uh, before I got distracted by my own hubris, uh, <laughs> is uh, is the doctors were doing high dose vitamin C for a lot of people for immunofunction, and that was a lot of the information that was coming out of not only China but Italy, uh, working with you know high dose vitamin C and in, in conjunction with um, aminos like L-glutathione and L-lysine and creatine. Mm. 
So yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff and I'm bolstering my immune system daily. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sure you've got to have some concerns. I don't know where you're falling on the spectrum, but you are of the diabetic nature too. So they're saying that's more of a high risk deal yeah. as well. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I have an autoimmune, you know, type one diabetes and got it when I was 12, yada, yada, but I'm, I'm not too worried. I mean, it, it, maybe it sounds a little cocky me, but I, I never get sick. Like I haven't been sick in years and I don't know what it is, but whenever I feel anything coming on, I just pound a bunch of stuff and I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, saying that this is no big deal, but I just feel confident that on an individual basis, this isn't that much of a worry on a societal basis. It definitely is a worry financially more than anything. I mean, not totally. to say that the loss of life isn't, isn't a big deal, but I mean, the financial overtones are going to be, uh, felt for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, let's stop talking about this because I'm sure people are just totally inundated with this. They're sick, sick of it. it. Yeah. They're tired of it already. They're no home. pun intended. They want, uh, they want to be entertained. So let's well, entertain I'm jugg- them. I've been juggling the whole time. So I don't know how that translates to a podcast, but I'm juggling and now I've got four tennis balls, uh, three of which are on fire. So let them be entertained. <laughs> you're, you're a very talented individual, Brian. More of a visual medium. All right. So today I have... Uh, Let's get to it, bro. Yeah. I got a news article from uh, Merkula that I wanted to share. And this might be kind of a tough subject for some people. Uh, you know, sometimes we have shows in, that are joking shows. Sometimes we have serious shows. This definitely falls mm-hmm. into the serious category. And I figured with all the COVID well, we news... we started that way. We kind of started that way too. So yeah, I guess I, I, didn't, I didn't help with it. We're going to another level on seriousness. We're going even deeper. Um, and, okay. I, and I also figured, you know, people are at home. They have plenty of time to reflect on subjects like this. So the title of the Merkula article is Childhood Stress Can Make You Ill as an Adult. So we're going to dive into this. And I, I know we've talked about stress before. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, everyone knows stress is bad, but I got bills to pay. This article drills down into childhood stress in particular and what that looks like. All right. Okay. So in 1998, there was a large study on what are called ACEs, or Adverse Childhood Experiences. Uh, They surveyed over 13,000 people and asked them questions about their childhood. The common ACE test, uh, it has 10 questions or so, five of which are about your personal experience and five of which are about your family members. Okay. Uh, These questions, they're designed to give you like a rough estimation of childhood stress across a population of people. Now, before we go into the rest of the study, I thought it would be kind of enlightening or fun, probably not fun, but enlightening uh, (laughs) to kind of go over these questions so that you could figure out your own ACE score, uh, you and the audience. Uh, So how it works is I'm going to read 10 questions. If the answer is yes, you get a point. If the answer is no, you get no points. And at the end, you're going to have a number between 0 and 10, and that's going to be your ACE score. All right. Okay. And one caveat, this is not a comprehensive test. It's more of a guideline. Uh, sometimes you might have a score of four, but they were all mild stressors, uh, while other other people can have like a score of one, uh, and it's like a very severe stressor. So it's just a guideline. There's individual variants. You're going to give me the test right now? Is that, is I'm gonna, that what's happening? I'm going to read the 10 questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's stuff on here that's not covered too, like chronic illness and that kind of thing. Right. All right, here are the questions. One, did a parent or adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you, or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? Two, did a parent or 
other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? Number three, did an adult or person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you or have to touch have you touched their body in a sexual way or attempt to actually have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? Four, did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other? Five, did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if you needed it? Six, were your parents ever separated or divorced? Seven, was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her, or sometimes often or very often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, or ever repeatedly hit over the head at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or knife? I should say... Good Lord! <laughs> I should say that, that... This is heavy. That should probably include men, too. Number eight, yeah. did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? Number nine, was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide? Number 10, did a household member go to prison? All right, that was fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I'm stressed just from hearing the <laughs> the test questions. Yeah, I told you it was going to be a little heavy. <laughs> wow. I mean, that makes coronavirus look like a tame tame let's can we, can we go back to talking about that yeah that's that's uh, no, what i'm yeah, that's heavy that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to lighten the load by making it a lot darker <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i could say yes to several of those yeah did um, you do you have a score in your head what was the number or the the number can you go through the number sequence again like one through ten okay so so, no, I, I didn't. Re- I didn't really tally it in real time. I was just <laughs> Brian, dumbfounded by that the was, questions. That was the whole point. We were supposed to count them off, and you were supposed to like say, "Okay, I have that one. I have that one," and then you get a score in your head. Oh, okay. I thought I was supposed to score each one one to ten. I got a little confused. I was like, "Er, I'm not." Like, uh, no, I, I would definitely say that there was half of them. So five, five. Okay. So, what did the 1998 study find? Right. They found a dose-dependent relationship between ACE scores and future health problems and risky behaviors. So people who had a score of four or more had a four to 12-fold increased risk of alcoholism, drug abuse, depression, and suicide attempts. Wow. A two to four increase in smoking, poor self-related health, uh, more than 50 sexual partners and STDs, and lastly, a 1.4 to 1.6-fold increase in physical activity and severe obesity. So yeah, really nice. Yeah. That makes sense though. I mean, these things stay with us forever. Yeah. Evidently. And and I, there's always that saying that, you know, kids are uh tough, you know, like they um, they're resilient. They're resilient. They can, they can do it. Yeah, yeah, that's the saying. But I, I don't actually think that's correct. I think more it's that it's delayed. You know, the problems pop up later. Right. It's all making sense. The question is, how does this happen, you know, and and how does it happen in our bodies that this occurs? So it has to do with stress hormones, uh, particularly cortisol and adrenaline. So when your life is calm and predictable, the body builds up muscles, bones, and, and stores energy for a rainy day. Uh, it mm-hmm. also performs cellular regeneration, and it keeps its immune system strong to fight infection. And for a kid, the body fuels mental and physical growth with the extra resources. Okay. Right. However, when bad things happen, which cause pain, you know, instability, fear, 
adrenaline and cortisol start kicking into gear. Uh, these hormones spike your blood sugar. They make your heartbeat a lot harder. Uh, they break down your tissues to use as like quick fuel. And if the danger passes and the hormones go down, your body kind of builds those back up so you can recover easily. But if those hormones are chronically elevated, you start to really run into problems. Yeah, I can imagine. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Total sense. All right. I don't think anything's made more sense. So this is kind of why I think, uh, and this is just my opinion, the more chronic the nature of your ACE score, probably the worse it is. Like a spike, yeah. in, a spike in stress hormones once is not good, obviously, but it's far more preferred than just like a constant elevation over many years, uh, which is what a lot of kids go through. It's terrible. Dr. Lisa Rankin, the author of Mind Over Medicine, she had a great quote on this subject. She said, our bodies know how to fix broken proteins, kill cancer cells, uh, retard aging, and fight infection. They even know how to heal ulcers, uh, make skin lesions disappear, and knit together broken bones. Uh, But here's the kicker. Those natural self-repair mechanisms don't work if you're stressed. That makes complete sense. I mean, if you're in a state of stress, how, how could they? Yeah. It also kind of ties into Ray Pete's stuff and his whole uh, framework of the body. Do things... Refresh me. Yeah. So like do things and change your environment to lower cortisol, serotonin, and adrenaline while increasing the hormones that builds you up like thyroid and progesterone. Yeah. That's... I mean, it all starts in childhood. Everything. What what I kind of have found in helping people in health food stores who have a wide variety of health problems is kind of getting people on the right side of that equation. Uh, you have the the catabolic stress hormones tearing you down and the anabolic hormones building you up. Most people who come into the health food store, and, and you tell me if I'm right about this, um, or e- even people who work in a health food store, you know, to be honest, they're kind yeah. of they're kind of on the wrong side of that curve. You know, their stress hormones dominate their ability to uh, rejuvenate and renew. And by making the changes to your environment and your diet and your your mental state, you can kind of lower those things that are tearing you down and encourage the things that are building you up. And 80% of the time, this will fix whatever problem you're dealing with over a long enough time horizon. Our bodies are just incredibly good at healing if you give them a chance. Yeah, it's miraculous, some might say. So so what are your thoughts, man? Because uh, I'm, I'm talking a lot, but uh, I feel like you have something to say. No, I, I'm just, uh, the, the funny thing is, as you talk about this, I'm just recounting all the, all the, the systematic or all the things that have happened to me, you know, throughout my childhood that, that, uh, I mean, it just, I was like going, as you were asking those questions and, and I was going, well, I, I do have that. I've got that. I've got that. And then you equated it to the numbers of, you know, uh, substance abuse or, you know, suicide or or depression or, you know, stress conditions, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, no, it, it, it makes a lot of sense in my head why I might be dealing with certain things. And obviously we always try to get to the root of the issue and, and look back on our childhood to find those things, but that just brought it in clear vision. That was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, simplified it was, I don't know. In your opinion, do you think you can get over these things? I do, and I but I think that that recognizing that this is the reason that you're having these issues is a huge, huge part of it. But it's it's people coming to terms with that and dealing with their past and making peace with it or whatever they're having to do to get over it. But I, I definitely think that you can. But it, a lot of people don't even want to look at that stuff. They just brush it, you know, or, or stuff it. 
So I can see that being an issue. And then obviously that spills over into their relationships in adulthood. Yeah. So it's just the pattern patterns repeating themselves. Um, but yes, I, I definitely, I believe that people, I know that the, the old adage is people can't change, but I, I refute that. I think that people change every day. And, uh, I definitely think it's something that people can overcome. I, I think the same thing. I, I do. I think people can overcome it. Uh, but I think it is difficult, you know, I mean, the, um, sometimes it's not. Oh, totally difficult. It's stressful to do. So if you're already under, you know, a bunch of stress, then taking on more stress to kind of get over that stress is difficult. And sometimes it's not worth it to people. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes it's like, Hey man, your life is hard enough. You got to just keep barreling through and let everything bite you at the end. Right. And and especially as people have moved from childhood to, you know, adolescence to, you know, adulthood and then have kids of their own and hopefully aren't repeating these patterns because that seems to be so prevalent with conditions like this or people dealing with stress and that they go back to these things that they knew or they thought that they knew, even if these are things that they said that they would never do and it molded them in a negative way from their childhood, they find themselves repeating it. So that is, is part of the culprit, I think, because it's a never ending spiral. Yeah. One other aspect of the article uh, I wanted to mention was obesity. Uh, there was a study and treatment plan for obesity out of uh, this place called Kaiser Permanente's uh, Department of Preventative Medicine in San Diego, California. And they, they attempted to help people with, who were obese to lose weight. And they had this counterintuitive finding where obese people were actually threatened by the aspect of losing weight. Uh, Dr. Vincent Felitti, uh, he was a part of the original uh, ACE study in 1998. He actually commented on this obesity study, and this is what he said. He said, uh, we came to realize that obesity, a major public health problem from a societal standpoint, uh, was from the involved patient's standpoint, often an unconsciously chosen solution to unrecognized traumatic life experiences uh, that were lost in time and further protected by shame, secrecy, and social taboos against exploring certain realms of human experience whoa so what, he, what he's basically saying is that obesity has this component of childhood trauma that really has nothing to do with like the calories in calories out model you know that they go on uh in, right. in fact in, in that same study the, the doctor is commenting on something like 55 percent of the patients suffered childhood sexual abuse which if you think about it is absolutely insane it's crazy like if you pick a thousand people off the street you might get sexual abuse rates in the single digits right So the fact that more than half of the patients in this obesity study had suffered sexual abuse should tell you that there's some kind of strong link between the childhood trauma and and later adult obesity. Yes. And I'm, I'm lucky that I was able to dodge. That was one of the bullets that I did dodge in, in childhood, but I can't even tell you, and I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, how many girlfriends or women that I've dated that have experienced that. I mean, like the majority and then seeing how that plays a part on society as a whole when you're you've got a bunch of people who are dealing with that it, it's it's staggering it's actually really crazy to think um how that completely molds and affects not only our lives but everyone's lives around us because we're affecting that so yeah it's 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 kind of crazy well and and i also think about what we tell like obese people, like how they can solve their problems. A lot of those things just increase stress hormones anyway. You know, they say they're Mm -hmm. good for you. Like I'm thinking cryotherapy, fasting, uh, even some adaptogenic herbs like ginseng or eleuthero. 
I've mentioned it before, but stress hormones feel good when you first get a hit of them. You know, they make you feel alive. They focus your attention. They give you energy and movement. But over time, they break you down. So I think part of what happens is some of the things that we tell the people who are who are these you know chronically stressed people is it's like do this thing that's stressful and that'll make it better and it kind of does and then they get off of it and then they feel like they failed and they feel like oh this is impossible i'm just forever you know it's stuck in this cycle but it's really it's like no the prescription was wrong they're, they're telling you to be more stressed when you need to be less stressed well, see that argument, you know, also, I mean, the fact that they always say that exercise, which is obviously stress on the body, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but somehow alleviates stress within the mind or the spirit or whatever. Um, I've known a lot of people who have changed behavioral traits or, or tried to, you know, mend things that had happened in their childhood as, with exercise and not just a little bit. I'm talking like crazy um, exercise where they're got to be stressing themselves out, but in the long run, it helps them emotionally. But when they get out of that exercise cycle, then it all comes back. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Or I mean, at least with some, some people. So, uh, yeah, it's such a slippery slope and stress hormones. I mean, stress hormones definitely make you feel better too, for a while. I mean, they, they, they will blunt the emotional impact of, of your past. So it's, is that endorphins? What is that? What, what's that attributed to? Yeah, endorphins. Uh, endorphins are like a semi-stress hormone. They're they're like an opiate, um, and they're not as stressful as like adrenaline and cortisol. But but you could kind of lump them into the same thing. Wow, man. Anyway, that's dude. That's all I had for this week. I mean, short show. No, it was it was good, and uh, it's been such a crazy time right now and everyone's just trying to wrap their head around it so it's nice to have these little morsels but i'm i'm so happy that you (laughs) provided me with this because i'm taking this (laughs) test again when we get off the phone so i can make a more accurate accurate count of uh my internal struggles all right sounds good yeah i I think my score is around a four or five too so you're in good company all right, good. We'll have to hash it out. Hey, I just want to mention where we go where we go from here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention before we get off, um, azithromycin is one of the treatments for COVID, and that was one of the top antibiotics we had on the antibiotic show. That is, yeah, isn't that cool? That was one of the the good ones. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I don't know about chloroquine. Chloroquine seems very toxic, but uh, you know, if you're dying from the COVID, then that might be worth it. I mean, those that, that was a crazy story of that couple, though, that had just got that stuff. Oh, my and unfortunately, gosh. I know. I, but I was uh, like, who? I, I, I And I, part of me is like, why? You're an idiot. And that sounds terrible. But I'm like, based on the recommendation of who? What YouTube channel or what president or who? Yeah, so the Anyways. story was this couple read a tweet that recommended that they take, you know, azithromycin and chloroquine. And so, but, but it was hydroxychloroquine, I believe. Right. But what they thought is that any chloroquine would work. And so they went and got chloroquine, chloroquine phosphate. Phosphate. Yes, which is like used to clean uh, fish ponds or something like that. It was that. for their koi pond. They had it left over because they had a koi pond. And yeah. they took that. I mean, that's that's pretty next level. That's a Darwin Award right there. It's not good. And the woman survived, but the, the gentleman did not. But I mean, I, I, that takes that takes some cojones <laughs> to just go, 
give this a shot based on a tweet. Yeah, I do experiments all the time, and I'm not that dumb. No, you're thoroughly researched, but that's also why you're so in such a specimen of good <laughs> of, immunity and never get sick because you're you're trying all these things. Exactly. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, guys. Quackspodcast.com. Thanks, guys. Be well. Be well. Jinx, owe me a coke.